listening to WFHB, and uh, during that track, apparently we were liver than we wanted to be from the studio, uh, getting things set here to talk to Gillian Welch as she visits Bloomington once again. We're waiting on David Rawlings, and uh, when he gets here, we'll have a bit of live music on the air. But uh, He's speeding from Olytic. From Olytic on the, the rain-slick right. roads of southern Indiana on this fine Saturday afternoon. Well, there's a number of things we could talk about here, and then uh, perhaps we'll get to another track from your latest release, Hell Among the Yearlings. Uh, it's been about six months since she been in Bloomington. They played that great show in that church. Yeah. The Lotus Festival. Um, it's not often I get to sing from the pulpit. <laughs> well, I remember that night uh, you said something to the effect that uh, the concert was a present for everybody who wanted to hear your records with reverb on That's it. That's right. <laughs> Uh, That's right. But it was it was really a great night and uh, a special night. It's good to have you back in Bloomington. You're Thanks. It's at, always good to be back. At Second Story tonight, a show at 8 o'clock. Um, well, since we've talked last, uh, what have you all been up to in terms of recording and performing? Well, um, we spent about a month in Europe. Mm-hmm. That was uh, in February. Um Scotland in February. Mm, Let me tell you, (laughs) we actually (laughs) had a really good time. Uh, It was definitely the best tour we've ever ever done over there, and mostly Scotland and England and Ireland and a little bit over in Europe. Mm -hmm. But um, was that your first time over there? It was actually our third tour, but it was the most like what we do over here. I Mm -hmm. think the first time we went, we went and played three shows. And came home. Okay. You know, you kind of have to build gradually over there. But, uh, so that, that took up, uh, February. And then we, uh, we've been recording a little bit. We've been doing, um, a lot of soundtrack stuff. Mm-hmm. We've been doing music for movies, which is actually a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so do, do you do things? in advance uh, to the flavor of the scene or are you doing the type of things where you watch the footage and we've done both okay Uh, i guess the first time we ever did anything like that was for the horse whisperer okay that um that soundtrack that they put Uh out to that and that time i had a script and we wrote a song you know just after reading the script Mm -hmm. never saw any footage in the movie and then we've worked on a couple independent films where we've gotten to see the movie and we're either writing stuff for it or just setting existing songs, songs off mm-hmm. this record and off Revival. Um, so that's been going on. And we just did uh, we just did this Graham Parsons tribute album that Emmylou Harris is uh, putting together. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, this is it's it's I think it's coming out in May. Mhm. And uh so we we recorded uh, a track for it in our living room. Oh, wow. Actually, we've been working more and more just at home. You know, a couple of the things on the last record were from our living room. You find that more comfortable way to work? This it, it it's good for us because you know as T-Bone said, 
you know, whenever we're in the mood to work, we should work. Because uh-huh. it's not like we got to get on the phone and call the rest of the guys in the band, <laughs> you know. It's just the two of us. Uh-huh. So uh, we should play whenever we feel like playing. Well, in, in terms of that, in terms of your musical collaboration with David, because um, the songwriting credits go to both of you, I was was curious about the process um, in terms of how you collaborate. Is there a certain formula in terms of lyrics and music, or does um, it just kind of vary? We we write words and music together, uh-huh. um, and usually the way it works is I start the songs, um, and then at a certain point, um, Dave, you know, jumps in and we start working on them together. Well, and speaking speaking of, of jumping in, how is Elitic? This is great, fabulous. Sorry, I'm late. Good. <laughs> Good to see you again. Good to see you. <laughs> David Rawlings has entered the studio. For all of you out there in Radio Land, Mr. Rawlings has fabulous hair today. Oh, thanks. It, it's that fine it's southern got this Indiana wind humidity. Yeah, exactly. I was driving in the convertible uh-huh. in the rain. <laughs> well, I bet I wouldn't have to twist your arm to play a few songs for the folks out there. No, you wouldn't. How in tune are you? Well, see, we'd have to twist a few pegs, but let me, uh, okay. let me do that. This is exciting. I like the this, on-air tuning. This is stuff I like. Yeah. Were you going to excuse yourself and run back out there? You can ask uh, me another question while it's yeah, tuning. Okay. Well, do I have another question? This is liver than real life. I really enjoy this. this that's, is... that's what community radio was all about. Well, we, we were talking about your, uh, your collaboration process and songwriting. Basically, y- you were saying that you kind of got the thing going and then, then he came in and embellished things. Yeah, I mean, I started originally kind of working with Dave. His involvement was mostly because we were already playing together, uh-huh. um, as an arranger, and then uh, as an editor. And that's still kind of the basis of what he does. Um, every writer should be so lucky to mm-hmm. have a great editor to work with. I, it's an invaluable tool. You uh, know? That's an interesting process, because when you see the two names together, it's, it's always, I'm always curious about where, how it really falls together. Well, he used to tell people that, you know, I was a good writer, but I didn't use any pronouns. <laughs> and uh, it was his job to just, you know, fill in all the pronouns. Um, in terms of a, a new recording besides the Graham Parsons project, do you have a, a set date for a, a new release in the future? We don't have a date set. Um, we've been home working um, and just going out and playing shows that are no more than about five hours from home, mm-hmm. um, trying to stay in as few hotels as possible. That's always a good idea. Because I can't write in hotel rooms. So uh, we've been pretty much at home working, and uh, we'll start recording here pretty soon, I would guess. And if we're really, if things are really moving along extra smoothly... There could be something out before the end of the year, but okay. if not, early next year. Yeah. 
Well, it's going to be good to see in performance again, and it'll be kind of a switch to get back to back into a bar from a church. That's right. A little, a little different atmosphere. Yeah, um, the church was a different, uh, a different vibe. It was a different feeling. It was fun. But, oh, it, uh, was, it was it was real peaceful in there that night. Right. Yeah. Here we go. What do you want to do, sir? I don't know. Uh, He's already played, uh, you already played Winter's Come and Gone. So we shouldn't do that one. And Uh, uh, they played Still House before that. That's right. Did did we blow your set list? No, it's okay. What did we do last time? Do you remember? Let's do one more dollar. Okay. This is a tune off our first record that has uh, since been recorded by the National Bluegrass Band. Also, it's called One More Dollar. Winter reach those hills, boy. 
has turned against me One more dime show for my day One more dollar night on my way When I reach those hills, boys, I'll never Once again, I can't get over how your music just continues to ring in this room after you you stop. We had the same phenomenon last time. And uh, for those of you out in Radioland that just tuned in, we have Gillian Welch and David Rawlings here in the WFHB studios. We have a caller request. Ah, They're wondering if you could do the song that you did together on that new Graham Parsons project no because i have a good reason though okay i'm sorry we we um we did hickory wind for that project Uh which is a beautiful beautiful song and um the only drag is we haven't figured out how to play it yet that on our these guitars um because on the recording we did mr rawlings played organ and i played a national guitar we don't have those. I played in a here. steel guitar um, in a in an open G tuning, and so we haven't yet worked it up. But um, thank you for that reminder. We uh, we've been intending to. Well, maybe we'll do it tonight. If we're gonna work it up in time. Yeah, maybe we'll play it tonight. Okay. We've got uh, about an hour between okay. the sound check and the show, so we'll see if we can figure out uh, how to do it. Well, it looks like we have a. Request from the Peanut Gallery. Rock of Ages. Okay, I gotta pull my banjo out to do that. But, uh, okay. We got time. Yeah, we got time. If you're up for the request, maybe uh, I could get David to talk just a little bit. No. I had I had one question for you, uh, more as a, a guitar player, because um, in seeing you uh, and play live in in your. Uh, Recordings, mm-hmm. there's a real um, sense of spontaneity in in what you do, and and you you to me you do some unexpected things on the guitar, kind of outside the the usual lines. But at the same time, you're you're really plugged into uh, uh, the song at all times. I, I'm just curious about your experience as a sort of a guitar soloist in 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 this music. Well. Um I don't know. I, I don't. I don't particularly. I mean, guitar solos certainly aren't my favorite part of anything. I'd uh-huh. much rather be playing underneath the singer than I would be to, you know, we sort of put solos in the songs because there's spaces where there's nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. But um, so they're usually pretty short, and I can usually get in and out of them without too much trouble. But um, I don't know. I mean, there's a, just a certain um. As far as the notes or whatever uh-huh. that I play, there seems to be a certain palette of notes or a certain batch of them that draw my ear no matter what I'm playing. 
it's funny on that Hickory Wind thing I played organ and uh -huh. I think I ended up playing you know pretty much the same stuff I would have played if I was on guitar but it was just another instrument I can vouch for that yes it was uncanny actually wow. he was playing a completely different instrument and he got we got done and it sounded exactly the same <laughs> as if he were playing his guitar so that's a, you yeah. know there's no real reason I guess for me to switch your we brain just you know works the same just, way no matter yeah. what well, but um but I don't know I just kind well, of it's, it's to me it I hear it as a pretty unique style, and even if you are just in in the background, just always has a sense that that you're kind of surfing. And well, yeah, well th there's and, I mean, some of it's planned and some of it's not planned, uh -huh. and most most any of it that's good wasn't planned, which I came to realize when listening to tapes. You know, okay. when we tape the show, is go oh, that was good. Go, How did I do that? And I try to figure it out, and you know. I couldn't. Uh -huh. <laughs> I figure, oh well. <laughs> you know, just gotta wait till the next show and maybe something else good will happen. Are we roughly in tune? I don't know. Let's see. I hope so. If you want to answer a question, I'll deal with that thing. Oh, that sounds good. You don't sort of like Here. that sort of. Pull up just a little. Make it not sharp. That's better. Do that. Yeah. Okay. We uh we just had the opportunity to play this tune on the Grand Old Opry. Wow. So I've I've now made my banjo debut. Yeah. Right on up the there Opry with stage. Grandpa Jones. Yeah. Yeah, his son came up to you after. Yeah, I talked to his son for oh, a long really? time. He said it warmed his heart to see a chick with a banjo. <laughs> mm See the 
studios on a Saturday afternoon. I want to thank you guys for stopping by, and I want to thank Youth Radio for giving up a little of their time as we edged yeah, into the 4 o'clock hour. Thanks. And, uh, well, that's cool. You know that Jet Set uh, Musician's Lifestyle is fast-paced, and uh, sometimes you just lose all sense of time. Uh, but speaking of time, you guys are playing tonight at Second Story. I wanted to remind the folks of that. Yep, right across the street there. 8 o'clock. And, uh, and don't forget Salsa Night at 1045. That's right. It, sh- it shifts into the Latin dance party. That's right. Don't and be late. Because <laughs> uh, like we've got to be off the stage by 1015. <laughs> um, and uh, don't be late to go out and, and get some tickets this afternoon because you all usually uh, fill up the room. And uh, crazy things are happening down here at the station. Sometimes I wish we had TV cameras, but... I'm telling you, it is liver than life. We won't even go into what's going on behind the scenes at the firehouse. But thanks once again, uh, Gillian Welch and David Rawlings. Thanks. We have uh, a track queued up here from Hill Among the Yearlings called One Morning. And we hope to see you all tonight. 